Hey, kid. I don't know what the heck's going on around here. Yeah. Yeah, me neither, uh, kid. There's like... There's like a demon, and then there's, but why is there, there's kung fu, and, and there's guys jumping on ropes? What's going on? I think we should just go with it. Why won't they protect the children? Not the children. Not me. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go. Hi, welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And with us we have... Hi, I'm Richard. Hey. <laughs> Hello. He's he's our special guest. But <laughs> Brennan and I, we're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler-heavy fashion. Oh boy, do we have a good one. Yes. <laughs> So, our special guest, Richard, from Hello, This is the Doom Show. Uh, tell the dongles about yourself. Well, you know, I watch uh, a lot of movies, like a lot, a lot, and uh, do a podcast with my co-hosts called Hello, This is the Doom Show. And we took a little, a little break for 2023 because I, I woke up one day and said, we've been doing this for 11 years. Can I take a year off, please? So uh, we've been percolating uh, ideas for next year and just, you know, getting back into the, hey, I actually want to record. I don't want to feel like I have to record. So, and, you know, mainly it was just me needing a break. Everybody else is probably like, I didn't need a break. <laughs> I was in top form, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, I, I really wanted to get back to where it was fun again. And that's where I was. Like, it's always fun talking to my friends, but the ev literally every other aspect of podcasting, promoting it, editing it, talking about it more than to myself, you know, and my wife. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're coming back strong and we do giallo movies and slashers, Italian horror, and we try to reach out into other cult uh, genres of cinema, too, but I think... I think Italian horror and giallo is probably what we do the most. Yeah, you all seem pretty comfortable in that realm. Yeah, that's my jam. And yeah, if anybody hasn't listened to it, I highly recommend it. It's one of my favorites. Hey, thank you. And I got to be on one episode. Too. Yeah, a while ago. Yeah, that was where we we did, uh, what was the name of that one? Deranged? Yeah, dude, the, uh, the, the other Ed Gein movie that isn't called Ed Gein. <laughs> But very Ed Gein. Oh, God, yes. We just talked about cheese curds. Yep. <laughs> On topic as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was definitely drinking beer during that episode. So it might not have helped. <laughs> oh, it helped. It helped you deal with me. That's the important part. Oh, come on now. But you also do other stuff, too. 
Yeah, yeah. I've written some books about movies because I, you know, it's a theme. Uh, I wrote a book called Giallo Meltdown, a movie-thon diary. It's where I watched too many Giallo movies in uh, big, long movie marathons. Because, like, a normal person writing a book about a subgenre of film would just, you know, watch a film, take some notes, think about it for a while, then write a little about it. No, I would sit there and actually do diary entries of watching the film and what I was eating and drinking and the cat, what the cats were doing. And then it was done. And then I decided to do a second one, which is almost done now. I, I finished writing Giallo Meltdown 2. So 200 more uh, Giallo films <laughs> that, uh, it, like the idea to do a second book started within weeks of finishing the first one because I don't know how to stop. And all of these bootlegs kept popping up and all these like amazing downloads. And then we were in the the heyday of Blu-rays coming out. So all these freaking movies are flying everywhere. So had to do a second book. And the editing phase is almost as bad as doing the index, but I'm going to do it. Well, now that you've said it here, you're definitely oh like, my God. beholden to it. I just yeah, say you're it. Locked in. I say it everywhere, so I have to. I can't. I like <laughs> if I don't do this, then I'm 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 dead. <laughs> <laughs> Something has happened to me. <laughs> I also have one of your books. Your other Ooh. ones, Cinema Somnambulist. Yeah, just go to Amazon.com, Richard Glenn Schmidt. And you'll find I've ri- I've written for some other magazines like Monster with an exclamation point. I writ- I wrote for uh, Wang's Chop too, and if you buy from them, you support those magazines. I don't get a cut of those, but those are excellent magazines. You're also a little bit of a musician. Oh God, yes, uh, I'm in a band <laughs> called Gyro Jets, and yeah, we're we're still kicking around, working on some new songs. Um, I got another music channel on YouTube uh, called the slow wizard and that's all of my solo music i try to make spooky music and ambient music with all my little musical gadgets uh it's the other thing that keeps me from being productive in like writing so you know when i need a break from wordsmithing (laughs) i go make some (laughs) crappy music well you're quite the renaissance man yeah very busy guy yeah i can't turn it off i don't know what i don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) So I don't blame you for taking that year off. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's nice to do that. Yeah, we were up to, like, episode... It's funny, you know, after 11 years, we should be on episode, like, 6,000 or something, but we were on episode uh, in the 250s or 270s or something like that, and I was like, if I quit and before we hit 300, I'll be pretty pissed. So I just chilled out, and so we're coming back hard, though. Awesome. I can't wait. Yay! But I suppose we've got a movie to discuss here, because... Oh, quite the movie yes uh this is your pick richard yeah yeah and you picked the seventh curse which first time viewing for brennan and i yeah this is uh this was the second for me but it was so long ago it was almost the first it's like a reset yeah so just a little bit of imdb info on the movie the summary according to imdb says action ensues as the cop and cohorts battle the evil sorcerer of the worm tribe a hideous bloodthirsty baby-like creature and old ancestor a skeleton with glowing blue eyes that transforms into a monster (laughs) that sounds about right yeah 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 i'm assuming the cop thing the version we watched was a dub 
Yeah. So I think some things might have been changed. It's entirely possible because this is one of the most special dubs I've ever heard in my life on a film. <laughs> Especially the sorcerer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that blew my mind. I was not expecting the vo- that voice to come out of that man. But also I thought, too, he kind of looked like uh, Fred Armisen. Oh, my God. From Saturday Night Live in Portlandia. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I would love to see him play that character. Because he could do that voice from the dub. Well, I I never know if this director's dead or just retired, so... If he wants to do the remake, I think Fred Armisen is going to be choice number one for that role. Oh, for sure. Um, we do not have a trailer for this one. What a shame. Man. <laughs> Our trailer machine is currently broken. <laughs> no, it was just, it's just music and sound effects and yelling. And that doesn't always make good for just, here you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you got it, everybody? Use your imaginations, y'all. Hey, if you just even want to see a highlight reel of this movie, check out the trailer. <laughs> yeah they're like here's all the bonkers things i mean this movie's kind of its own highlight reel <laughs> <laughs> that is true <laughs> i'm gonna have a hard time with a lot of these names and i don't want to offend anybody so yeah. um we'll skip the director for sure um well I- i'm gonna go ahead and say i think it's nagai Choi lamb um, okay i'll take the heat on that one um he also has another name like uh i think it's nagai kai lamb but he's credited like with many different names but those are the two that i recognize yeah then we have oh chow yun fat is in this yeah young so young in this yeah i mean very hunky (laughs) oh and that he's smoking a pipe the whole movie looking classy (laughs) (laughs) just look at uh su ho chin and we'll just go with uh, Maggie Chung. Yeah, yeah. She is legend. Legendary. Yeah. I mean, th- there's some, like, yeah, everybody's pretty good looking in this for the most part. Yeah. Like, they definitely, like, nailed that casting. Keeping everybody's eyes on screen. <laughs> Sometimes more than your eyes. <laughs> All right. So let's get let's get into it. We'll give the, the rundown here. Um, the movie opens up with a hostage situation, and there's large police presence. And they've got this plan to send a doctor in who's named Chester in the dub. <laughs> what a name. It's a heroic Chester, yeah. <laughs> we all think of all those those tough guys of the 80s. Chester is right up there. Hey, you know what? It's easy to remember. Yep, Chester Young. And um, yeah, so they're going to send him in uh, because one of the, the hostages had a heart attack. And they're going to send him in. With a nurse who is actually a cop, and he's going to bring in a bomb in the first aid kit. Cause a distraction. But the female nurse cop has been replaced by a pesky reporter. Which in this movie is uh, the version we saw. Her name is Sally. Holy shit. I mean, from the moment we see Sally, she's being a pain in the ass. But then she ups her game and literally hits this female cop with a brick. <laughs> yeah and she almost ruins the whole thing because she doesn't know the plan so she's getting the wrong thing out of the first aid kit and then she bumps stuff and exposes a gun and then one of the terrorists yells bomb 
and all hell breaks loose. But it's a good thing they had the SWAT team that just jumps through the window and it's just massive action sequence. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, they bust out uh, rocket launchers or grenade launchers and you're like, okay, here we go. They're going to bazooka this building, but they were shooting uh, grappling hooks across the parking lot, which none of the uh, hostage guys, none of the criminals see this happening. They're all so invested in this dude having a heart attack that they, they just completely ignore <laughs> the building being invaded. <laughs> yeah. And then the movie just kind of like, well, that's over because we're going to be at a fancy party. Oh, my and, God. <laughs> and then the reporter shows up to that. Get pesky with the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote down instead of a meat cute, her and the doctor have had a couple of meat pukes. Because if you're watching this movie and you like Sally as a character, there is something wrong with you. (laughs) (laughs) She's such an ass. The whole movie. Nothing but trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Classic rich girl, too. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to that part in a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So the doctor... It's like, well, I'm leaving. And he gets in his fancy white Porsche and she f- chases him down in a Ferrari <laughs> and then challenges him to a race. <laughs> I got to say, both these cars look pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool looking cars. She calls him idiot like three times <laughs> since we've met her. And how can he be an idiot wearing those glasses? Those glasses with no lenses at all. (laughs) (laughs) They are just for show. You can't have all that reflection on, you know, cover up those gorgeous eyes of his. Dang. But, um, so he gets out of his car and he sets up this weird exhaust balloon. Like he attaches it to his exhaust Mm -hmm. and plants it underneath the back of her car, revs his engine so it blows up the balloon, which she doesn't notice happening, and then he just drives away, and she's stuck on the balloon. Pretty See, smart. Now, I'm wondering if, if that's real, like you can actually get one of those, is that what you do instead of having a jack? Because that seems really uh, like not reliable for changing a tire. I can't imagine that's real. It seemed fake. Yeah, we should get, like, Mythbusters on that one. Oh, man. Yeah, so then the doc enters his home and just senses that someone is there. So he grabs a statue to use as a weapon. And it's just some random horny lady. And he's totally cool with it. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. But then, but then. He gets a surprise attack from a dude named Dragon. (laughs) And Dragon's just there to give him his business card. (laughs) and reminds him that he has a blood curse and if it will relapse if he has sex so i mean the next logical choice is for the doctor to have sex with the random lady who's horny for him and that doesn't that doesn't go over well because then the relapse happens and you see his leg get all veiny and then bubbles in one spot and just pops blood into that horny lady's face. <laughs> I I think this if you've never seen a film from this director before, this is perfect. This this will give you an idea <laughs> of what all of his movies are like. 
in terms oh of story structure. Oh, they have story structure. They have a they have a a, a, a let's because there's a moment in the siege where Sally sees a machine gun on the ground, and instead of showing her reaching for it and picking it up, you know, like a like a normal pickup shot, director's like not not too boring. So it cuts from her seeing the gun and then her shooting the gun. And it's so disorienting that you don't even see, you just see a hand shooting the same gun. It's, that's like, he has this weird, uh, I think he gets bored easily. I'm not sure if he edits his movies, but he gets bored easily and just cuts anything. Like this would be three hours long. This movie would be really long if he paid attention to actually explaining things. (laughs) But he's like, nap. Get that weird lady with the French accent in here. Now have that guy burst in. Now they're fighting. Now he's reminding him of something that is a very memorable experience you'd never forget. <laughs> yeah, it's this whole thing. Like we call it an and then movie. Oh yes. Where it's and and this is very much like it, but this is also one of the best examples of it. Because you want to talk about every and then. Yeah. Because it's always something happening. It's always yeah. something new and it's always crazy. Because this movie, like you said, is it's he cut all the fat out of it. It's eighty minutes long. At least the cut we saw was. It's beautiful. You're in and out, and you're just you go on that adventure. You, all you're gonna be, you remember is like, oh my god, I saw the craziest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just peeking because I I watched you know make sure we were all watching the same version. I watched the the one on Tubi, which is the dub. Yeah. And I'm just looking in my files real quick. It didn't even occur to me there'd be multiple versions. On IMDb, it says there's multiple versions. Oh, boy. They have different endings. <laughs> Whoa. That's crazy. Wow, we got homework now. Did you guys notice on your version, I noticed that the effects track, like the, the sound for all the special effects, was doubled slightly. Yeah, echoey. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun, especially in those action scenes when it's just like a million sound effects a second, hearing them twice. Yeah, and the... <sighs> Oh, there's a term for that, and I can't remember what it is. It's something to do with the way that they record it, mm. and yeah, so it's it sounds like it's in a just a like they did it in a bathroom or something. Yeah, all the yeah. foley work, so it has a, that real echoey sound to it. It's weird, but it's very common. Of I think more just cheap action movies in the '80s it seems to come up a lot. I find it kind of charming. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It happens in the in uh, like songs like where you hear them uh, tr- like back in the day doing multi-tracking and they ended up recording. You can hear what everybody hears recorded a couple times. And it, it's, I, that's the only way I can think to explain it is you're getting layers and layers of audio. And at some point that doubles up. So Arrow video put out this thing and I'm just trying to find like, how long is the damn thing supposed to be? Cause now I'm really curious. Cause of course, my file has magically disappeared from this earth. I'm, I feel like I'm doing homework while we're doing an episode. I'm sorry. Oh, it was 88 films, did it? Oh my god, 97 minutes, so we're missing a lot of this movie. Whoa. That is hilarious. <laughs> so it's not entirely this director's fault, but still, his movies are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so looking at the the other versions, like I, don't, I think that 97 minutes is also incorrect. Unless mm. there's some director's cut out there, because the, the two versions for download, one's 80 minutes and 23 the other one's 83 minutes so it's not like significantly longer hmm maybe uh 
the 88 films has the magic version. God, I need to get that. I'm just staring at this cover and just getting excited about this movie all over again. To be fair, this movie could do a lot with five minutes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They'd inter- introduce another entire village of characters. <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, so where were we in this awesome movie? Uh, Dragon just told mm. him not to bang and he... <laughs> Did it anyway. Yep, so he's, he's about to go see, uh, after after his leg ex- nearly exploded, he goes and sees uh, Leslie, his bud. I thought it was Wesley. Is it Wesley? I wrote down Leslie about a hundred times, so we'll go with Wesley. It literally doesn't matter. <laughs> but I was also questioning it the entire time. I was like, is it Wesley? Yeah. I kind of thought it was Wesley too. Yeah. Never sure. We needed Mr. Belvedere to set it straight. Well, we- Wesley? <laughs> he could set me straight. Or, yeah. or did... <laughs> That kind of sounded like Picard. I know, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> they both yell Wesley. But yeah, he goes to visit his friend Wesley and uh, tells the tale of how he got blood cursed in a flashback. Oh my god. And, and so much happens in this flashback. I forgot it was a flashback. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh wow, you know, like the, the movie's really getting going on an adventure. But yeah, so he he went to Thailand because he was searching for herbs to help treat AIDS. Humani- what a good cause. Humanitarian, yeah. Mm, yeah, and also very topical for 86. Dude, yeah. I mean, a blood curse that like gets worse when you have sex, I mean, it's barely a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's hanging out with this, uh, this professor guy uh, who warns him, he's like, don't go over that hill because that's the bloodworm tribes turf. So the doc does that exact thing. And on his way, he finds a sexy woman in the water. Yes. Whose name might be Bonchu. Yeah. And they have like a weird, their whole situation's weird too. Yeah. Cause he's like drops his, uh, binoculars. She finds them and then gets freaked out by yep. him. And <laughs> breaks them. So I was like, Oh, is she like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Like, Oh, you've never, you don't know what binoculars are. Yeah. And she didn't look like she was, she, she just looked like she, well, she was winning that wet t-shirt contest yeah. for sure, yeah. but oh, it didn't absolutely. look like any sort of like tribal outfit. So I was like, is this just some random lady? But no, oh, she's connected and she doesn't understand little telescopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then back at the, the camp, um, the professor warns, warns them, you know, like, Hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't go anywhere near sexy water women because of witchcraft. And then they hear some drums in the distance and it's explained how that's like a, it's there for us. They're offering drums. They're going to do a sacrifice. So then obviously the doctor and a couple other guys are like, "Mm, sexy wet lady that way. Follow the drums. (laughs) I go where she goes. (laughs) And then, um, then we get to camp outside the evil temple. And this is uh, where we get to meet the sorcerer. Yes. For the first time. Um, you know who I thought he sounded like? <laughs> uh, the singer from DRI. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, cause I was thinking of, uh, I think it's Thrash Zone or something. And I just imagined him just like doing some vocals for on some tracks <laughs> for DRI. Kurt Brecht. Kurt Brecht is the guy from DRI. God bless him. Yeah, kind of has like that always like forever youthful sound. Yeah, to yeah. Him. Thought he kind of sounded like the the guy that asked the riddles in 
Monty Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> yeah, so the sorcerer is using a magic crystal to determine who out of the four people he's going to use as a sacrificial offering. And our wet t-shirt lady is one of them. And he picks out like uh, just like another guy. But then one of his crew seems to have an issue with this. It's the woman getting picked. And he stands up and this is where it gets truly bonkers. <laughs> and you know that you're in for some fun. If you weren't on board with this movie, this is where you get on board. Yep. Because seemingly out of the sorcerer's butt comes a baby. <laughs> it's like just this bloodthirsty butt baby creature that flies at the man and just eats him yeah it's it's like burrows inside him and comes out yeah it's crazy like this thing's mouth is so big it's almost cutting itself in half when it opens its mouth it's like a weird muppet yes so great i love it awesome like why can't we have that be a craze yeah get out of here baby yoda Oh, we got bloodthirsty butt baby. <laughs> oh man, my friend did uh, vocals in that band. Yeah, <laughs> bloodthirsty butt baby for their first European tour. Then we have inside the evil temple. The two offerings get tied up, and the sorcerer douses this tomb with blood. And then this is where we get the cool, glowy-eyed corpse that comes out, and. The the one guy who's being sacrificed just screams and pees himself, <laughs> then passes out. <laughs> Which that's a, that's a fun detail. Yeah, I like that. I love a good pee. I forgot where it was in this movie, but somebody also kind of barfs a little. Yeah, main character does later on, and I love that. Yeah, <laughs> just, but um, the doc shows up and gets in a fight with the corpse, and this corpse is strong. Mm-hmm. It's just like a skeleton walking around and. All this looked so fun. Yeah. It's like it even got in a fighting stance. Yeah. It's a lot of big, big imagination and not worrying about how it looks in the small details. Just going with it. Just go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. And as um, the doc is untying the woman, uh, the corpse goes up to the pee guy and just like rips his head off the body at the neck and just starts drinking the blood. And then it just like transforms into a demon monster thing that kind of looks like a xenomorph with wings. (laughs) Yeah. The more you look at this thing, the more you're like, yeah, what? (laughs) Wow. It looks like some weird, like tokusatsu kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. Just toppling buildings, but he's our size. Sort of. But it's all right. Because the, the doc and the woman, they just escape. <laughs> but then they get followed by some of the bad guy troops. And the professor was on his way to go be like, well, I told you not to go there. And then everybody gets attacked by flaming arrows, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then then shit just kind of hits the fan out there. <laughs> It's the it's the this, first this of movie's... many finales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then they get captured. So then it's back at the temple. And now the professor and the doctor are both tied up. And the professor gets some He-Man slime dumped on his head. And then that makes him like 
break out in a rash like I currently have. <laughs> and thankfully, I'm not full of worms, but that doctor definitely is full of worms now. And he's like tearing open his skin and just mealworms are falling out everywhere. It's great. Ah, it's lovely. It's definitely gross out. That's for sure. And that's the scene where uh, Chester almost throws up. He's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. And then um, the doctor, he has to swallow some bloody teeth. And that's how he gets his, his uh, blood knee popping disease. Yeah. There's your, there's your blood curse that only gets uh, more intense when you get horny time. <laughs> And then, so then they just, just, the sorcerer just leaves them alone. He's like, well, this is, my work here is done. Movie needs to happen. And the doctor uses the professor's magnifying glass that got dropped. And somehow there's just enough light to shine through it so he can burn through the vines that are tying him up. And then he gets, he has a knee popping escape. Because his knee starts popping. I thought the whole magnifying glass thing. That was a little too crazy for me. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, they're pushing it. It was nighttime. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They're inside this cavernous temple, too. I mean, I think focusing on this moment is not what the director wanted us to do. He wanted us to just be like, man, I love how he escapes. Perfect. (laughs) He's so smart. (laughs) Oh, Chester. (laughs) he's stumbling around through the woods and he gets found by the water woman who just instantly disrobes which i mean i'm not gonna complain thank you for your service ma'am but this this is this is a weird part too because she cuts open her boob and then pulls out a bloody bonbon from inside it and then makes the doctor eat it to hold off his blood curse. Yeah, the okay. Yeah, yeah. You did say that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. If the <laughs> diet, exactly. if she had said anything, she would have said, "Here, eat a chunk of my boob. It'll heal ya." But she didn't say that <laughs> because she didn't need to. We said it in our minds <laughs> for her. This director's so smart. God. I'm just filling in the blanks. Next thing you know, it's dawn and that the flashback is over. And as soon as that's over, he's still like hanging out with Wesley. This knee pops (laughs) on the couch. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. We were here. (laughs) The curse is still happening. And then Wesley's like, whoa, dude, like if once that reaches your heart, you're going to die. And I think he says he's got what, seven days. Yeah, he's got you got a week to live. Because Wesley is somehow like some occult expert. Seems like later on he's got a lot of occult knowledge. And his wife does too. Like they could go on a cool adventure together. I'd watch it. Yeah. Especially if it's the same director. Yeah, I'd watch it. Maybe maybe they could let her be a character in, in those adventures. <laughs> Instead of just like a <laughs> uh, lady with shoulder pads. Go get coffee. <laughs> That's crazy. Patch the doctor up. She's she's behind the scenes, you know. She's his support system. So yeah, I think if they could flesh him out a little bit more, it'd be like a fun Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, she's no Sally. (laughs) Thankfully, (laughs) you know the doctor's like, "Well, I'll go. I'll just go back. I'll meet with this dragon guy, and we'll search for a cure." 
But then, speaking of Sally, she's just there because apparently she's somebody's cousin yeah, or something. Yeah, she's Wesley's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to go too. And the doctor's like, The hell you are. And then um, the doctor's just now at a swanky hotel. And it's a pretty big hotel. It's very, like, multiple rooms. It's a, just a really rich guy suite. Yeah, we get a nice establishing shot of it. And I was thinking, like, all right, maybe this is, like, a man of adventure. Mm-hmm. You know? He's just doing this all the time. Kind of like a swanky Indiana Jones. He's globetrotting. And he notices that there's a plethora of guns <laughs> on the grand piano in there. So he goes to check him out and we see a pistol with a laser sight come around the corner and take a shot at him. And it's just Sally. <laughs> just goofing around. Yeah. What is, what is she doing? And he's like, you scamp. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just saying it out loud seems crazy. I feel like I've, I'm telling you guys, just I'm making stuff up as I yeah, go. This, this sounds like a big lie. I love it. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, well, I, I don't want you coming with me. You're just going to be trouble. And she talks about how, like, she's some rich guy's daughter. Like her dad's some type of famous tycoon. Yeah, just to explain where all the guns. Yeah, she has a she has a yeah. platinum card with an unlimited uh, uh, limit. Yeah, but he just ties her up so she won't <laughs> follow him. <laughs> we don't see all that happens. She just does. Then he gets a a weird van ride to an old temple, and he meets Dragon there, and they are immediately jumped by twenty guys. <laughs> there are guys coming out of every corner of this place that Dragon was waiting for. The doc to show up. So how they all snuck in there, and they're all wearing like some pretty loud shirts too. And it's a pretty fun fight scene, though. Yeah, yeah, more of that weird audio with the with the dubbing, with all the uh, the echoey effects. No idea what that is about. <laughs> but then the the reporter Sally shows up again. She's just there, shooting a gun. <laughs> she just shoots a couple guys, and that's the end of that situation. It's, it's a fever dream. It is. Yeah, especially doesn't help that the cuts between these scenes are so abrupt. Yeah, I, I can't. Like, it won't, it'll be like Sally shooting something, something exploding, and then it'll just, like, cut, and you're in a different scene, and the time of day is different. And it's like, oh, like disorientating. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea how any of this happens. Like, what is the process of any of this, like the writing and the, the directing and the editing, it just, it never stops. And it, it's like, I imagine that he had a plan in his head and wasn't telling anybody what it was. <laughs> Normally like this would bother me in a movie and I'd be really bothered yeah. by it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me in this one. I'm just like, all right, here we are. This is it. You just have to go with it. The the farther I get into my film fandom as the years go by, the less I care about story at all and how things should make sense. If I'm watching a movie that's taking itself very seriously and 
all of a sudden it breaks its own rules, I'll be like, what? But if I'm watching something like this, where it's <laughs> going to break its own rules, like, multiple times in the same scene, then I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> you you it, do you. It kind of gives me, it kind of gives me, um, boogeyman vibes. Yeah. I know you know of that. Of course, movie. of course. <laughs> that movie's wild and just constantly just making it up as yeah, it goes. It's along. another, like you call it an and then movie. Exactly. We should cover that one, Brennan. Boogeyman. I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't expect a lot of boogeyman in it. <laughs> 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 but maybe there is. I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. So, okay. Our, our, uh, our gang of people go to Dragon's Village, where they find out all the children have been captured for sacrifice. Yep, so no kids, a.k.a. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, now it's like, this is kind of giving me Temple of Doom vibes. Yeah. If that wasn't an influence on this movie, then I don't know my business. For real. Our heroes and some other men venture out into the woods, where... It is just scoured with booby oh, traps man. in one chunk of the woods. <laughs> and everybody gets killed off except for Sally, <laughs> Dragon, and the doctor. And Sally says, like, oh, well, I know about these these traps about the Viet Cong because I went to the U.S. and read some books. Hey, knowledge is power, everybody. That's right. Read. <laughs> it's funny, too, because they're all doubting her. And then she just binds and like intentionally sets off a booby trap to disarm it and no so she kind of yeah, right but but no one's reacted to the six or seven guys that's died like yeah sally just <laughs> takes a picture of them even like all smushed together when one dude ripped in half like totally yeah. ripped in half fulci style oh that's right he gets like flung up in the air mm-hmm. that was fun. yeah man yeah not for him <laughs> dragon decides to scout ahead while the doc and Sally begin to argue. And while the doctor has his back turned to her, Sally just falls into a random pit. <laughs> and he turns around and he's just like, oh, she's gone now. And Dragon returns and he's like, hey, I got some info on the kids. Where did the lady go? Uh, the doctor's like, she just ran off. <laughs> I mean, I bet he was pretty happy for her to not be a problem anymore. Exactly. I mean, sure. <laughs> she gets to be out of the movie. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was like. Well, we don't, we can't have her around for this part of the movie. <laughs> but the doc and dragon, the medium woman who covers half her face. This wasn't water lady. Was it? Yeah, that's her. Yeah. It's oh, water lady. It is water she lady? I wasn't. Okay. Yeah. She's got half her face covered because like, well, we all know what's going to happen with that. Anybody is being really insistent on, not showing half their face. <sighs> then she lets the doctor know that he only has three days to live and he's got to get some magic ash to cure himself. So, and then we see the worm tribe has captured the reporter and she's brought to the sorcerer and she takes a photo of the sorcerer and kicks him in the gut and then runs off into a foggy cave. And that's the end of that scene. Yeah, <laughs> That was her big plan. <laughs> I mean, it kind of worked, right? Yeah, nailed it. And the next day at the village, uh, Dragon says that the reporter must be dead or captured. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, meh. 
And she's not back by now. And so the the two this this part, they get into like a jeep and they just launch themselves into the evil camp and <laughs> drive up to the entrance of the temple and they just get out, face everybody running at them, and just start blasting everybody. Dude. It was wild. No stealth. No. No planning. They, I love how they built it up, too, because they were, like, showing the village. And then you hear the engine, and you see everyone start to, like, freak out. And you think that they're, they're just going to drive up. But all of a sudden, a house just explodes, <laughs> and they're flying through it. Really wild. Yeah, this movie is, like, forget this, this like, subterfuge. Forget the, the nighttime sneaking around. That's boring. Let's just do a full-on assault in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised nobody yelled Leroy Jenkins. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the exact approach they had. <laughs> and then they do, they, they are making their way into through the temple. And the doctor's just blasting guys with a shotgun. Dragon's just shooting arrows at guys. It's really cool. Super cool. Lots of fun wire work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like... I like how they... They give a little attention to either side too. Showing Dragon do something cool and Chester blasting yes. guys. And Chester doesn't bring enough ammo. All the freaking guns in the world back at the hotel room and all these machine guns and everything. And he's like just out of ammo already. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> the way I have it written in my notes. We see the sorcerer's kid juicing operation. Oh, doctor. <laughs> so this is next level. You know, forget protecting the kids. Forget rescuing the kids. Forget implying what's happening to the kids. No, we are literally showing these kids being dropped into a stone crushing machine in order to juice them for, for the master. And these kids are kicking and screaming. <laughs> they show a couple of it. Yeah, it was crazy. And seeing as how they do zero kid rescuing, I'm assuming that was the last two kids. Yep, that's it. That's it. No, I. this is why I love Hong Kong cinema. And this is, I think this got the, the big, like, what's... An equivalent to NC seventeen over here. It's a category three. That's their that's their big uh it's either super super violent or super super loaded with sex or both. And I think because this one is so bloody that it got the uh the category three tag. So in these types of movies, you will often see shit that nobody in the Western especially not back in the 80s or 90s, they would ever show. And this is a prime example of something that would never freaking happen. It's better for it, though. Oh, God, yes. yeah. We need, we need to know what happens to kids. <laughs> More kids. <Jesus. laughs> I mean, the, the most recent Evil Dead had some... Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, was, I was pretty shocked at that. I was like, all right, True. here we go. You've opened the door again. Yeah, they went for it. <laughs> what starts? What's put some children in danger at least? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, thirty years earlier, <laughs> Hong Kong's <laughs> like, 
what? There's a you have a problem with killing children in a movie? Why? What's wrong? <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good way to make your bad guy bad. Yeah, yeah. real bad. But yeah, so they they end up uh, saving Sally and just are able to return. Whether they took the jeep back or not, who knows? The bus. <laughs> They're just back at the village, and then the reporter starts acting weird and goes wild on the dock, and then everyone like trying to like whack him with a machete and then um wesley just shows up and wesley's wife actually does something and she gives the reporter a sedative and then the the half-faced lady says that the reporter has the black curse and she has to go into a magic bath that starts off from like blood and turns into milk it's weird See, it's pretty neat, though. It is. It's not fair, though, because when Sally is possessed and trying to kill everybody and just be bad, I think that's her just being herself. Finally, she's been holding <laughs> back this whole time. <laughs> I mean, you kick you kick one sorcerer in the stomach and, you know, there's nothing left after that. Yep. She might have been really into that kid juicing, too. Well, you know, she's a connoisseur. <laughs> when Sally wakes up. She instantly is like, hey, why is this lady's face covered up? <laughs> and yeah, it's gross. Surprise. So rude. Did they ever She's say so rude? Did, did they ever say why it got gross? It was, I think she was either tortured by the master, by the, uh, the, the, the evil person, or was also cursed or something. <laughs> Adds up. Yeah. A whole lot of cursing going on. Yeah. It's Thailand. Presumably. I've, I've never been there. So, yeah, apparently you know, this is where we get Wesley's spewing some more occult knowledge because he's got like some plan. He's like, I need a cow, a pregnant cow and <laughs> some other things. We we got to take out the placenta, which turns out to be a good plan because the sorcerer sends the the butt baby to go get him and they catch it. And like what I'm assuming is just a big stretched out cow placenta. I don't want to know. Yeah, it was. It was. It looked almost like there was like paper with spells written on it or something, but like huge sheets. But it was all red, so it could have been a stretched out cow placenta. We'll never we'll, know. We'll literally never know. <laughs> Even in the extended cut, it'll never make sense. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah, I'm no, I'm good. So then, uh, the doc and the dragon they go to this giant statue in a cavern and. This part's pretty fun because mm-hmm. they got to climb up it and there's booby traps. And then once the booby traps stop happening, then all of a sudden 20 funky monks appear on it <laughs> and everybody just starts fighting. This is a great set piece too. great action scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're swinging around on mm-hmm. vines and all sorts of stuff. And they're he's got the. Oh, and, and they're just destroying what is probably a, a, a significant archaeological artifact of this giant statue. <laughs> yeah, the doctor has, like, the, the Batman grappling gun. Yes. And because he falls at one point, and it's just really cool. I mean, it's hard to, like, talk action sequences. Yeah. He punched him then, and then he punched him again, kicked him. <laughs> Fighting stuff. What I do like about this this doctor, he's great because he'll he'll fight with martial arts, you know, maybe the first half of the fight, and then he'll just bring out his pistol and just start blasting guys. Like he gets like fed up almost. <laughs> he shot that one monk in the kneecap. Yeah. <laughs> but then 
Dragon's like, whoa, 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 hang on, everybody. We're <laughs> only here because we need the statue's eyes to just help someone. And then purple lightning happens and all the monks disappear and the statue starts weeping. So they're like, perfect. Maybe they should have led with that. Yeah. Like all the monks be, whoa, wait, wait, wait. But then they remove, they each remove one of the eyes because at one point in time they had been glowing or whatever. But now they just look like regular stone and they carve them out and they're like, hey, we got them. And then blood just starts shooting out oh, of the socket. It's great. It was great. It's like Evil Dead 2. Yeah. That's what I thought of too when I was watching it. Yep. Oh my God. And they got to make like a quick descent because the head falls off. <laughs> and then it's rolling after them. I can't think of a movie where I've ever no, seen no. something roll after a couple of people in like some type of ancient location. What's crazy but, is that that's the only scene I could concretely remember from this movie before last night rewatching it. And I remember distinctly at the time, the first time I saw it, thinking, man, that's dumb. That like statue head rolling around after them, that's like dumb. <laughs> and now I'm like, I'm dumb if I ever thought this was dumb because this is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the scene goes on for a oh, while, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's almost following UHF a little bit. <laughs> Maybe UHF got it from this. Like, one. if UHF UH wasn't UH a comedy, it'd be this movie or something. Because <laughs> it's like, they couldn't like, oh, I'm going to turn. And then the head just follows. <laughs> Not so fast. You took my eyes. <laughs> But then the the head just ends up in a spot where it, it just stops and it barely it's like the the doctor barely gets away with getting crushed and then they're like hey let's crack these eyes open to reveal like a glowing orb pretty cool prop there mm -hmm. I like that and then he's like hey you got to swallow that thing whole <laughs> and the doctor just does He's like, again, fine. And it's like the size of a baseball. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like the Jawbreaker from Jawbreaker. The Jawbreaker from Jawbreaker. Oh, yeah. You've seen. Have you seen uh, Jawbreaker? Is that what it's called? No. Yeah. Jawbreaker. Hold on. My brain just my brain just is like, that's definitely what that movie's <laughs> called, dude. <laughs> the one with uh, Rose McGowan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose McGowan and uh, freaking... Uh, Rebecca Gayhart, where uh, they they accidentally kill their friend with a giant jawbreaker. It's it's actually smaller than the orb that he has to eat. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, dude, you're messing out. It's '90s as hell. <laughs> that probably explains. No, it's it's it's, a, it's delightful. It's a it's a weird dark time for me. Well, this this will light your way. <laughs> Get rid of my '90s curse. Yeah, it, it is a very, it is a very, um, it's a satire, very dark humor, and it's Rose McGowan is it's peak Rose McGowan. She is unbelievably gorgeous in it. I'll have to check it out. But first, the village is under no. attack, <laughs> and then we're back at the evil temple. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we're dragon in the dock. Confront the sorcerer who is. Blood prime the tomb again. 
then Dragon and the Sorcerer face off, and the Sorcerer puts on like this cool claw glove. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is going to be really cool. And then it ends up just being a one sided fight. <laughs> <laughs> and the Sorcerer just gets kicked onto the tomb, which then opens up and he gets yanked inside. That was great. And guess who's back? Ancestor dude. Yep. But he's just driving the tomb around chasing people. <laughs> oh, <man>. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It's so great. I forgot about that. That's, of course, too. I was watching that, like, in my apartment, and that's right as one of my roommates walked in. So that was completely out of context for him, too. I mean, not to say that there is much more context having watched the movie. So ridiculous. I was going to ask you if any of your roommates watched any of it. No, but after this, I might have to watch it with them. You should. They need to know. Yeah. Yeah, this is prime watching it with other people fun. Mm-hmm. You, it's not like you really have to pay attention to it oh not at all paying attention to it is almost <laughs> worse <laughs> the corpse emerges and then just morphs into the demon the morphing looks really cool too yeah it's all fun stretchy stuff yeah and we get like a way better look at the demon this time because um just some some dead meat soldiers come in just so they can be instantly killed. Now that was pretty great. Nice gore. And it's just cruising around and it's just killing guys left and right until Wesley shows up <laughs> and he releases the, the now converted butt baby, which is now fighting on the side of good. Wow. wow. Yeah. Why? That huh? was sick. Love it. And it. Then it attacks the demon and we're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I didn't know that I wanted to see that fight happen until it started happening. Who, who am I cheering for? What is going on? Yeah, and the best part is the butt baby starts to win, too. Yeah. Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah. And then Wesley just pulls out a rocket launcher and shoots shoots the demon. Not once, but twice. <laughs> because it... And, and and the second time is at close range too. Yeah, because he, like he can see the heart beating inside it. Oh my god! My my favorite detail here is his wife in her freaking big shoulder pads, all white, head to toe outfit. She like turns when the explosion happens right beside her. Not a drop of blood on her white outfit. Freaking perfect. It's like Scotch guarded Stay or some classy. shit. <laughs> maybe that's what he needed the cow placenta for mm. ah. to make a magic shield for his his wife has it stuffed in on the shoulders oh nice, nice. the placenta of protection was that in the extra long yeah. cut was that in the director's cut that they explained that it's got a plus five against exploding <laughs> demons oh boy <laughs> I cast RPG. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I do kind of like the very practical disposal of this demon. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to try fighting it. That didn't work. We're going to try a demon. That didn't work. Oh, just use a rocket launcher. See what happens. Yeah. I want to see that version of Ghostbusters. (laughs) So then Dragon is going to use the second eye to fix the water woman's face. But time has run out, and they're just like, have fun being ugly. What a jip. But I, I love, she's like, will you love me even though I'm deformed hideously by the evil uh, 
the evil guy. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love you. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a really messed up message in a way. Like, hey, the whole thing culminates to don't don't go in pursuit of beauty. It's so because <laughs> you're you're just beautiful the way you are. It's so weird. It's just so strange. I I don't know and if then, we should feel cheated or what what it you know. And it didn't feel like it lined up with any of the themes. No, in the, I mean not to say that there were much, but <laughs> very but, weird. But then it just is like back to tuxedo time party and it's the end yeah they did it it. they won (laughs) venture over it's rolling wow yeah wow 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 i suppose we're probably at the point where we should do our rating and whether or not we recommend even though i think it's kind of obvious at this point (laughs) right so richard are you familiar with uh, the way we rate movies no what's your what's your rating system so it all stemmed from um, the trailer for Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. And it's the way that the announcer guy would be like, Garbage Pail Kids, the movie. And that's just kind of, I don't know. It was just a joke. It was a running us. joke between us. Yeah. And we decided that was going to be our rating system. So it's how you say the word movie. It's how you rate it. Okay. So, I mean... As long as you emote something in either direction, sure, sure. we kind of get it. Brennan? I would say The Seventh Curse, it's a movie. I mean, it's not, well, it's it's a movie, but it's, <laughs> but it's a movie. Like, it's not so much a movie in terms of structure, but in terms of, like, entertainment, absolutely. It has everything you want. It has explosions. It has guns. It has kung fu. It has boobs. It has more explosions. It has demons. It has gore. What more could you really ask for? And would I recommend it? Yes, I would recommend this movie. I mean, again, it's not anything like spectacular. It's not going to win any awards. But if you want just a bonkers, crazy movie to watch, I couldn't think of uh, many better options than this. Nice. It's high praise for a movie that's pretty... uh, I don't know. <laughs> pretty low budget, pretty uh, goofy, but it's fun. What about you, father? I'm going to say this is a movie. It's got, like you said, everything you want. It's like, what are, what are you into? It's it's here yeah. pretty much. While the structure is all over the place, it's very back and forth between the village and the evil temple, but it's just wild. And I, I had a lot of fun with it. And I, I was just watching it by myself not feeling the best on the couch, just like, uh, and I had a moment of like, uh, I can't believe I've, I put this off and I got to watch it now, but it brightened up my day. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Do you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. This <laughs> <laughs> should be like required. Viewing, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely will pursue other movies by this director. Mm-hmm. You absolutely should. If it's anything like this, I'm totally down for it. Anybody else have anything else they'd like to add? Again, I'll say The Seventh Curse is a movie. (laughs) This is the stuff that dreams are made of. Um, Sped up maniacal dreams that you get from eating (laughs) weird food right before bed. Something you've never eaten before. Something spicy right before bed. Um, This follows in that tradition of Hong Kong horror where... 
it's probably vaguely racist that whenever anyone goes to Thailand, they come back with curses of some kind, but it happens over and over again in this, in this genre. Uh, a whole genre of black magic films is built on Thailand or Indonesia or some other, you know, country that the people in Hong Kong would vacation to. Uh, but this is a lifetime's worth of crazy ideas in one movie. And this director, uh, I guarantee you will see something insane. Um, the movies I recommend from him would be uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. And uh, you've never seen anything like that one. It's, it's, that one is kind of weirder than this one in a totally different way. Uh, Killer Knock. Killer's Nocturne is one where our our pal uh, Chester Young, the doctor, he goes to he has to go on the run, and in order to get revenge on his uh, the people who ruined his life, he trains as a boxer, but only as a boxer that loses consistently. So he gets this superhuman skill where he gets the shit kicked out of him so much that he's undefeatable. So he returns to Hong Kong from Australia, a super mutant who can't be beat up and the gangsters attempt to kill him, but they can't. And it's just, that's like the short, it's the very short version of that movie. It's wild. Um, highly recommend the, the Peacock King is another one. That's insane. Peacock King is more like this one, more like let's go to a small, temple somewhere and there's all this magic and monsters you're gonna love that one too um and he's done some like really violent brutal violent action movies her vengeance is really good um and just yeah highly recommend it and also uh you know chow yun fat he's done all kinds of crazy movies uh maggie chung was in something called the heroic trio uh which would make a perfect double feature with this so top-notch, make sure you check out the Heroic Trio as well. Not directed by this guy, but it might as well have been. It's wild. Oh, so yeah, great. strong this recommendation. This film is, I'd say, easily top ten essential um, Hong Kong horror movies. I can see why. Yeah. Unforgettable. Yeah, I'd say, like, I'm not really familiar with a lot of Hong Kong movies other than, like, just straight martial arts stuff from when I was a kid. Yeah. So knowing that they're putting out wild stuff like this, I'm always looking for, for new things to get into. Yeah. Sounds like the perfect new genre. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of books um, I have right here for all the people watching on video uh, that aren't watching. Cause it's not a video. <laughs> uh, there's sex and Zen and the bullet in the head by uh, uh, Stefan Hammond and Mike Wilkins. Um, you could probably find this book used for $3 on Amazon. Uh, it's just a great overall view of genre cinema in Hong Kong. And I have another one that might be more expensive. It's by uh, Daniel O'Brien called Spooky Encounters. And that one's specifically about uh, Hong Kong horror. And both of these are great primers. If you want to dive deep into the Hong Kong cinema, you will. You have a lot to watch. It's It's insane. I've been watching this stuff since mid 2000s and i've barely scratched the surface nice good to know there's a lot to be is insane to be yeah. is a great resource um yeah dude i i don't understand Tubi's really a channel i love it it really yeah Tubi's awesome 
they've got one of the best like just categorization for everything like the categories they have are great and the fact that they just have one like italian Whoa. orange yellow nobody. yeah mm-hmm. nobody does that and like i i don't know i've been spending a lot of time on there lately finding something and putting it on and i'm like i've never heard of this one like where did they get this title from i mean thanks to tubi that's the only reason i was able oh, to yeah. watch all the old ultraman series they constantly have like i mean foreign movies crazy weird new low budget movies too and i think i had maybe two ad breaks the whole time i watched this movie like two or three crazy and they were short too yeah so keep it up tubi yeah we didn't even get (laughs) paid to say any of that (laughs) well tubi's listening right now of course they are these are our people (laughs) tubi always we're tubi (laughs) i'm timothy tubi (laughs) That's my that's my cousin Jack too. To be honest, I love your channel. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, guys, thank you for having me. This was this is amazing. Yeah, thank you for recommending Absolutely. this movie. Yes. Had a, I, I knew you'd find a good gem, but this it's it's really one of the like the things yeah. we don't get to a lot on the channel almost not at all is is asian cinema because like um everyone just has different tastes I, i'm definitely out of the the four of us uh the one who's the most into asian cinema a- at all and simon i think is he and i could probably talk up um some japanese horror but hong kong is, is something i think I think it's possible we've never even d- done a single out of all those episodes. We haven't done a single Hong Kong horror movie yet. So it's definitely uh, as soon as I started brainstorming what we could talk about, I was like, well, what would we not talk about on my show? So thank you. Yeah. And we were just coming off the slasher thing. We were like, ah, oh, we don't want to do another horror movie. Yeah. And yeah, this being like horror adjacent, I guess was totally fine. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is just like that breath of fresh air. Absolutely. You know, we're not. I mean, yeah, we, I guess the movie did spend some time in the woods, but definitely not. No, no. Trucks going on in this one. No, <laughs> it was a blast. But um, yeah. So if you got anything you want to, yeah, uh, hello doom show dot dot com, um, or uh, go to YouTube and look for Doomed Moviethon. You can find my channel at doomedmoviethon dot com, where all the the links for everything is. And uh, yeah, Amazon.com. I got currently three books, soon to be four books. And so uh, just look for Richard Glenn Schmidt. Can't miss me in my my face. Yeah. And if anybody's out there who maybe maybe you don't feel like you're cool enough, visit our Tee Public store. Grab yourself a shirt. Um, I got nice. a Spooky Time shirt up there if you like cute Halloween stuff. That's my contribution to Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just make something cute. And then um, there's going to be a link for that in the show notes. Contact us. Let us know. Maybe you've got a favorite Hong Kong movie that you want to have us They can explain the plot to us. Maybe you've seen this movie and you're just like, I got to tell somebody about it. Mm -hmm. Right on in. Our email addresses. It's just going to be like subject. I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> but our email address is corrupted youth pod at gmail.com. 
I don't know why we've stopped saying it weird, but maybe next time. <laughs> um, visit us in the Dongle Den on Facebook. Richard hangs out there. And you can show us your memes and stuff. And it's mostly what it is and other podcasts post in there. So check it out. And thanks to our listeners to the Dongles. That's you guys. Without you, we wouldn't have Yay. tens of download <laughs> every month. We appreciate it. This will never be monetized. But Thank we, God. We love you anyway. And to our fellow podcasters, such as Bye. Richard. Thank you for your support. And hang in there, Donalds. Bye. I feel like I got Florida's in my armpits.